Hey guys, welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast. And today's episode is possibly one of my favorite type of episodes because we get to geek out on marketing, which is super cool because marketing is basically what sells absolutely everything. Um, So if you're struggling with your online business right now, if you're trying to do free methods, then this is definitely the podcast you want to listen to as we cover organic marketing hacks. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. A guy who loves to stand out from the crowd and get lots of attention from his organic marketing is this guy right here, Brandon. You good? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm amazing. I, you know, I was expecting you to go, hey, 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 uh, <laughs> when you open up and you just said, hey, and I was a little taken back. Um, so, uh, mix yeah, it up, I, mix it up. if you, yeah, definitely, if you guys don't know, um, I look like Mr. Monopoly on Facebook and pretty much all my social media. Um, I have a, there's a video when of me throwing traffic secrets in the pool, um, when everyone was selling it. So that got a lot of attention. So yeah, I definitely like to stand out of the crowd. I like to say that I'm a introvert who plays a great extrovert on TV because I definitely love, um, staying at home. I'm very, I don't like seeing people and going out and I don't like big crowds. And so, um, I like my online friends better than uh, my offline friends. So uh, yeah, I am a introvert that plays a good extrovert on TV. Haven't you ordered tutu as well? Uh, I do. I went to Burning Man actually, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And I had all sorts of different outfits. One of them was a light up tutu that changed uh, colors with the music, and then a light up vest that changed colors based on the music. So that, and I still have both of them. I don't. I don't think I have the tutu. I might have the tutu, but I do have the vest still. I think it was like six hundred dollars for a vest. <laughs> yeah. So, but the reason obviously I bring the tutu up and, and stuff like that is obviously they have made it onto posts. Traffic Secrets was a great. What you done? when traffic secrets come out was incredible um and obviously you've done loads of different stuff like that so one of the main things about like organic marketing and hacks and secrets is attracting attention because it's, it's attention that hooks people in and that, that's why like newspapers spend most of their time and effort on headlines um is because mm-hmm. you know 70 percent of headlines attra- like sell the paper and throwing that traffic secrets book and get on like wearing the tutu and wearing Mr. Monopoly, all of those things attract attention for people to read your headline and then from there make those sales. So before we dive into more and more hacks, attention is possibly the biggest and the most important. How do you come up with ideas for grabbing attention? Now, for instance, let's go with the traffic secrets one, because that's probably one of your most famous ones. Um, so talk me through the methodology for throwing traffic secrets in a pool. Yeah. So I was, um, it's funny because a lot of people were saying how great it was and how amazing things were. And typically if you go um, against the grain on something, then you're going to have a mix of people that love it and then will hate it. I call it the Trump effect in a sense. I don't know if you guys know Trump, uh, the, our ex-president, he typically said things to get people riled up. 
And in doing so, there's going to be people that are going to hate you and there are going to be people that are going to love you. And that's, but people are going to talk about you. And that's the, the, biggest thing is people just talking about you. And in doing so, people are going to form their own opinions. They might see that one thing and hate it, but if they go through your feed and they see that, hey, this guy is actually pretty smart or knows his stuff, then um, I, I can learn to love him in a sense. So I, I call it the Trump effect. I don't know if that's a real terminology, but if you go against the grain on something, you're going to get a split audience in a sense. And that's kind of what you're trying to do. Yeah, so you're standing out. So she, everybody, like, uh, there was rave reviews when Traffic Secrets come out. Um, it was all over the ClickFunnels group and, like, all those different things. And, yeah, you, obviously, there you go. Just I'm just here throwing the book in the pool. And you just have this beautiful, picturesque pool <laughs> with Traffic Secrets just lying there. Um, so, as you say, the polarity of it attracted a lot of attention. You probably got a bit of hate. You probably got a bit of, like, love. Uh, no matter what you post, people are going to either love you or hate you anyway. So you may as well just go out a little bit more. Um, For people who aren't as like, as creative with that respect, like what Brandon done, let's break it down was he took one of the hottest topics in online marketing at that period of time. And he jumped on that viral trend. Like traffic sequence was very viral. There was a lot of traffic. People were like trying to sell the book and obviously yeah. get lots of affiliate commissions. And he, you, he leveraged that traffic, all that traffic. And when people go to Google trends and see what's trending, et cetera, people are doing the exact same sort of scenario. And he's leveraged all that attention that traffic sequence has got. And he brought a lot of eyeballs to himself. At that time, what were you selling? Uh, our face—I I don't know actually. When, when was that? It was probably our super Facebook tools. Still, um, I think it was our first rendition of it, or is the cloud version. And so I think that was our, um, our what I was selling at the time. And it's funny because I. Most of my, I mean, I'm the Mr. Monopoly man. So I am typically doing things that are very passive. Like I was sitting at the pool. I typically am reading at the pool. And so it just, I know that a lot of people were talking about it. So like you said, I just kind of went with going against the grain and hyping on the, 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 making it viral in a sense and just throwing it in the pool because that would, and I actually posted it in the Facebook group. Uh, the, you were saying I might've got a lot of, Hey, yeah, I was kicked out of the, the click funnels group, but I oh, yeah. a lot of, yeah. So I'm banned from the click funnels group, but I did get a lot of people talking about it. Um, you know, saying all sorts of nice things. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, you, it's a it's a great way to I mean don't throw books in the pool all the time I mean it'll you can only do that a couple of times in a span but try and change it up I mean there's other things you can like do to bring attention to you I mean that's why most people aren't going to be dressing up in a tutu with a light up vest and a mask um, a lot of people aren't going to look like Mr Monopoly it's funny because the reason I got Mr Monopoly is from Taylor Welch a very long few years ago, before I was even in the marketing space, I saw him and he had a picture of him as Thor and it really stood out to me. And I was just like, Oh, that's really cool. I don't see anyone doing that. I just see people's faces all the time. Mm -hmm. And so when I got into that whole online space, I was like, whatever happened to that Thor guy? And I was researching and looking for him. And then I found it was Taylor Welch. And I actually had him on my podcast many moons ago. 
But um, from there, I was like, you know, I need to do something like that because no one else is doing that. And so that's essentially why I created the persona of Mission Monopoly is because I was in the uh, real real estate space and I was an investor. So um, being able to stand out and doing things that are completely opposite of what everyone else is doing is going to bring attention to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. Um, and it's like obviously that's one of the, the main things. Obviously, you need to grab in any marketing, you need to grab attention. Um, so finding different ways to stand out from the crowd, get a lot of views, etc. Obviously, in order to get right now, in terms of recording this podcast, getting a lot of views is grabbing attention on reels, TikTok, short form content is getting a hell of a lot of views. Um, and mm-hmm. all the social platforms are really, really pushing that. Um, as is, I think I put a story post out yesterday or the day before. I hit virtually twenty thousand views, um, just on forty-eight hours of short-form content. Um, so within two days, I had like twenty thousand views, and obviously that's attracting attention, building audiences and stuff like that, which is allowing us to then obviously provide value, not like a trust and the, the rest of the spiel that goes with it. What other organic marketing hacks do you have? What do you think? Um, so off the cusp, I would say that one, I call it like the organic bump post. Typically a lot of our uh, posts on Facebook or Instagram typically get kind of built upon. So if you have a deck of cards in a sense, your card that gets put on the Facebook feed is then stacked against other cards. So they're constantly being, um, Push down. And so what you can do is if you have a, a post that did really, really well, um, say a year ago, you can literally just comment to a few people and then I'll bring that back up to the top of the deck. And so that's one of the tactics I use. Like I have some great content from last year. This year I've been a little bit more lazy of building out um, more of the uh, long form posts on my Facebook. And so going through those I was like, oh, that's really good. Like, I forgot I wrote so good. And so I'll just <laughs> comment on a few posts and I'll bring it to the top. And then people will comment on that. So it's kind of like a Facebook currency is, I think, what some people call it also is you have these great posts that you keep a few people that you didn't respond to. And then you re-respond to the, you respond to them and it brings that post to back to the feed. And since it did get a lot of organic uh, comments and engagement previously, it will stand out more to other people and then more people will comment and then you can just use that as a a way to um, create content without ever having to create content again, in a sense. (laughs) Yeah, so like what Brandon's talking about is like whether it's long form or like the color posts, if you've checked out Facebook, the color posts are always there. Um, Like I use the color posts for bait posts. Uh, What I call a bait post is basically a post that asks people to so basically ask for help and then we we manage the comments in a certain way now it's the comment management more than the post that is actually the most important which is what brandon's touching on so by finishing your posts on a question you then subconsciously like give them the permission to comment on your post and answer that question from there that can spark conversations that can generate leads from that post for days and days. Obviously, Brandon's going back years and re- like adding a comment and stuff like that. That's generating leads and repurposing that content consistently by managing the comment section um, in Facebook, Instagram, anywhere where it's like a physical post. And then if you put the comments in, it can always 
it tricks the algorithm to thinking it's engaged, it's hot, people are you looking at it, so it gets shown to more people again. So, because typically what Facebook posts, the general viewership, a viewership of a post lasts about four hours. Yeah. And then it's gone out of the newsfeed. It, it's disappeared. But if you can manage those comments and don't or don't hit all the comments all, all at once. I typically, if I'm if I'm using a bait post, I'll wait an hour um, from the last engagement, and then I'll reply to someone. I'll always finish on a question, and then this again encourages that person to respond, which means I get to wait another hour and then another hour. And then you keep that going for more people in your feed to see that post. And the more comments it has, the more likes, it then looks as a more established post and people pay even more attention to the more established post as well. Because people are like, well, why are so many people looking at it? Why are so many people liking? Why are so many people commenting? And nine times out of 10, it's it's you having a conversation with a a select few people that is then allowing you to get more and more views from the like bumping that post. Yeah. And I, I call you call it the bait post, but um, which is a great way to get, uh, engagement and get people to interact with your post. But my next organic strategy is actually called the raise hand post, which is your bait post. So essentially someone is your, um, but I'm doing it a little bit different. So you'll make a post saying who needs help with organic marketing, right? Mm. Or who wants to start a side hustle that makes you know $10,000 a month, whatever that is. And people will raise their hand and say, Oh, I need help with this or that. I'll actually go look for those people um, on that have already done the work. So you've already brought all the people to, um, to you and they said they needed help. I'll go and add all those people to my friends list. And because they, you've already kind of cultivated all the people that need that help and I can just add them as a friend. And now I know they already need help. So I can kind of just steal them away. And I call it the, the raising hand swipe because I'm swiping those those uh, people that already raised their hand for something to my friends list. And now I can provide value to them. And so that's a great way to uh, kind of just get people that are already in the market in a sense to now look at my stuff. And for me, I think of Facebook as a a game in a sense, because what you really want to do to dominate someone's feed is have these points. So the more points you can have with someone, the more they're going to see your content. So if these people are already engaging, they're going to more likely engage in my content. And if I send them a, using like, say our super Facebook tools to send them a message and they respond to that, then that's another point. And then if we have longer conversations, those are more points being added up. And then if I comment on their posts and they comment on mine, then that's more points. So the more points you can have with people in the Facebooks, you're going to dominate their feed because your content is going to be shown first because it's relative to them. And so if your content is relative to them, then they're more likely to buy. And so that's what we're trying to do on Facebook is create these, these point systems in a sense by engage, having people engage with our content, you engaging with theirs so that they see your content more. So having a, uh, a post, like you said, where it's a bait post, that is ultimately going to get a lot, like a lot of points built up, one in your feed because your content is relevant, but you're adding points to kind of their, um, their system 
where their con- your content is relevant to them. And so the more comments, the more times that they comment on your post, they're going to see your future content much more often. Mm, definitely. And I, I absolutely love that. So not only have we got like obviously the, the, the bump scenario in your own comments, then obviously I've talked about bait posts, people call them two-step posts, and that can attract a lot of leads very quickly. Brandon then comes in with this cute little software, scrapes all of those people who have liked and commented with his software automatically and then starts adding them as a friend because obviously they've shown interest in a specific thing that you either provide or sell. Now, it's not robbing leads. It's not unethical. Like It's a case of just building up your network. Some people will raise their hand and comment on people's stuff but will never, ever buy from them. And then, But they might resonate with Brandon better or they might resonate with yourself better or me better. Uh, they will potentially look at the system, the and the the service that you provide. Um, so by adding people who engage on other people's posts, you're adding someone who engages, so it's not a dead profile. Right. You are um, getting someone who's interested in the same or similar stuff, and then you've also got an opportunity to build a relationship and best serve them. So get, definitely, if you don't want to, like, especially if you see people with like 100 comments, like 100 like likes, etc., you don't want to go manually go and add them. Use Brandon's software that we'll put in the link, and it'll literally scrape that data and add them for you. So you don't even have to do that process. So we're starting to make it a little bit more automated. We're hacking the system to make it easier to do. Yep, and that is a great way to uh, get people that engage. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't engage that will just do a little heart or a little thumbs up and that's kind of lazy. So you want those people that definitely do engage with people's content because it's just going to push your content further. So another tactic that I like to use is similar to the raise hand swipe, but it's called the ad swipe. And essentially when you see an ad that is targeted to you, it's typically targeted to, you know, whatever you're doing. And it's, you're going to have similar people that are going to be like you in these ads. So I go through the comments and if people raise their hand, I just add them as a friend also. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So we're looking at different places where, because it's the engaged community you want. Is it? It's not just any right. friend. It's not any Tom, Dick or Harry. Um, it's the engaged community that will then provide value to your feed, your Facebook journey or Instagram journey. And then adding those people, following those people. And then from there, you're building up obviously more opportunity for your post to get seen. Because if you engage there, they may engage with you. If they engage with you, then more people are seeing it, um, which gives it the, the extra boost that it needs. So finding those places, like when people join a group and they get at, like they all like comment on the welcome post, there's a great place. There's a great yeah. place to add people because obviously they're active. They want to join the communities. And um, so people, if you're looking to grow your group members, that's what I'd take, take him. Add people that are commenting, looking to buy something, so the buyer intent's higher. So go grab that. Bait yep. post, people are raising hands saying they've got an issue. Go and grab those comments. Go grab those friends. And then from there, you're building up a list of different people who can service your whole journey. Yeah, and you have to think that the – I can't think of what it's called right now. It's an outdated system, but it still applies where – they, they got rid of in Facebook, they got rid of it, but it's essentially your content gets shown to your most engaged people first. And if those people engage, it then shows it further out and it continues to go further out until it goes viral, obviously. Hmm. And so if you can get those people that are more engaged in your content, 
that you can add them as a friend because they're engaging on other people's content. You send them a friend request, you comment with them, you message them. All those get shown to, it shows that they're really relevant to your content. So they're more likely to comment on your post. And the more people that comment, the more it goes out into your sphere. And then it gets shown to more people and then it just becomes a flywheel. So it's important to have that kind of like your your circle of friends in a sense that are really engaged because they might not buy from you, but your, their engagement could push your content out to people that are actually interested in buying from you. Mm, most definitely. And as you say, like getting through that system, obviously getting through those people and getting more eyeballs. Cause that's what we said right at the start of the podcast, wasn't it? It's more eyeballs. You want more eyeballs on it. And then that will eventually obviously bring you more and more sales. Do you have any other hacks in your back pocket? Yeah. So was, uh, you called it a bait post. Um, and you, it's a two step essentially, but essentially it's, um, you're giving something away from free and they raise their hand, uh, and then you can start that conversation or sell them. So it's a similar thing where you're doing, I think it's pretty much the same thing. Instead of asking for help, you're giving something away for free. And in doing so you say comment down below, they comment and then you message them. So that's two points in a sense. And so then um, it just allows you to then um, engage with them. And then what I do is I'll wait, just like you said, a few, like an hour or so until the, that engagement kind of cool down. And then I'll say like, oh, I sent you a message. And so that re-ignites the, the algorithm. And so more people will see it. And so in doing so, you're not commenting right away but you're already commenting or you're already talking to the person. And so then if they see it, then they might respond saying, Oh, I got it or, or something like that. So it just allows you to get more engagement and allows you to get more um, just views on your stuff. I think that the biggest thing that, and if you can take anything away from this, uh, I would say engagement. Well, I guess now, Facebook has their bonus program where you can make money with uh, reels and views and that sort of thing to keep people on the platform. But um, yet people need to ask for money. Um, I think that that's the biggest thing that a lot of beginning marketers don't do is they create all this content. They give all this stuff away from free and then they expect people just to click on a link and then buy from them and then have all this and then make money. But you need to ask like, are you, are you ready to join my program? Like you, and follow up with people. I think that that's the biggest thing is that's why we have a Facebook CRM tool is so that we can easily follow up with people because the money is in the follow-up. And if you were not following up with people and you're not asking for the money, people aren't going to give it to you. I think a lot of people are used to a nine to five kind of lifestyle where they're handed a paycheck and then they're like, good job for the week and tap on the head versus actually asking for that money. So I think that's um, very important is that's how I've been so successful is to ask for the money. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it's a very valid point, isn't it? Because when you bred into this nine to five system, well, yeah, we're not the biggest thing we ask for is a holiday. Um, yeah. and even then half of the time it gets rejected. Um, so at right. this point, it's a case of getting rid of that fear of rejection. If people say no, people say no, and that's okay. There's what, 
billions of people on Facebook. There's billions of people right. on TikTok. Like, there's going to be more than one person. It's not like a boss who says no and that's it. That's the end of the whole dream. You can just go and ask someone else. Go and ask someone else. Go and ask someone else. Once you build that relationship, don't be a spammy Steve. But once you build up that relationship, you can keep on going. And you, there's plenty of leads out there, guys. There's plenty of money circling around. You just need to find the right person. Don't be scared of asking for the money, getting shot down and then just move to the next person. And then asking them two weeks later, like just because a no today doesn't not, does not mean a no in two weeks. I mean, I've followed up with people all the time and they say no all the time. And then I say, Hey, Hey, are you interested now? And they say, yes, I am actually. And then, um, they sign up. So it's, uh, just because someone says no, the first time does not mean they're going to say no in two weeks or whatever, because, um, they've seen more content of yours. They built a better relationship with you. They actually now need your thing, um, because they've done all the other things. So, um, remember to follow up with this, with the same people, just because, um, they say no once doesn't mean they're going to say no again. 100% mate. I think that's a great way to, to round this one off. And um, I think this was great. Absolutely perfect, guys. If you've loved it, obviously, please obviously like, subscribe, follow, whatever platform you're on. We really do appreciate it. Massively helps the podcast get some more people like you to help out. And we will see you on the next one. Peace. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into that latest episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you can go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step by step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there is a link to our free group below. Definitely click that link join the free facebook group and let's connect and let's help you get to your next steps see you on the next episode guys